You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polindo. It's so interesting when the holidays come because I like to think that everything's always going to be the same, but you might have a different experience going on right now. You might be bringing someone new to your home. And as you and I do that, what's so funny about that experience is we bring in outsiders to take a look at what always considered normal to you and me. You know, the normal way we do things. Maybe you have rules of how you have to talk to people or who you have to kiss or who you have to hug or who gets to open the gifts first, or maybe even who eats first. Well, this episode, we're going to talk about all of those fun things that are traditions or rules in our families. Now, if you've been following our podcast or you've been watching us on YouTube, you know that we're doing the Family Survival Kit. We're talking for six episodes about ways that you and I can improve our communication as we talk with our families. I'm here with Meredith Edwards-Nagel and Taylor Polendo. They are hosts with me on the podcast, Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, and that's me, I'm Dr. Pamela Kreiser. Today we're going to be talking about specifically how we approach the holidays, but before we do that, I want us to do a quiz, because I like to do quizzes. So this one's about Thanksgiving. Oh, surprise me again, how did I not know? So this one's about Thanksgiving, and I, I know you're excited about it, so I, I like to spring these quizzes, but I want you to take the quiz too, so don't forget to take it yourself. Why do we get surprised? Why? You get surprised <laughs> each time, but we have them each time. I was ready for what was next, and it was not this. <laughs> this is a pretty tough question out of the box, okay? I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say it, okay. So all but one of these countries celebrate their version of Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Okay, so all of them except for one. So which country doesn't make the list? China, Liberia, Canada, Germany, France. Actually, Canada. Wrong. Damn it. <laughs> oh, wait, but then I gave an advantage to her. Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. I might have invalidated this. Some elimination for Taylor. Um, I still probably won't get this right. France, Liberia, Germany, what was the other one? China. So your choices of who doesn't make the list, China, Liberia, it's not Canada, Germany, France. Um... France, I don't know. France, you got it. <laughs> so that's our warm-up question. We're going to call that our warm-up question. Okay, okay you ready for the actual I'm ready. Okay. All right, so according to the National Turkey Federation, how many turkeys are eaten each Thanksgiving in the United States? How many turkeys? So not pounds. This is disgusting. I don't even, I honestly don't even know. Okay. I'm going to make it a little easier because the last one was so hard. How many, Here how are many? your choices. You ready? Oh, oh, you yeah, have choices. Okay. I'm going to give you choices okay. just because I feel very sad for both of you. I feel bad for the Okay. Chicken. All right. 95 million, 5 million, 46 million, 64 million. Jesus. 64. What is wrong with us? That's a really a lot of turkeys. Yeah. Is he, read them again. 95 million, 5 million, 46 million, 64 million. I say 64. 46. And the answer is 46. <gasps> All right, in, in a survey about holiday food preferences, Americans identified a certain holiday favorite food. So the question is, what would someone on, in America write down as their favorite food? No help this time. Mashed potatoes gravy. Oh, stuffing. The answer is roasted potatoes 
Second was mashed potatoes. Third was turkey. So you both uh, didn't get that one. Okay, let's see who can get this last one. What percentage of Americans shop on Thanksgiving because retailers offer better deals than they do on Black Friday? What percentage? And you looked like you were looking at my card. Is that, did you look no, at the card? No, and honestly, it wouldn't matter because I don't have my glasses on. I cannot read it. I'm putting it upside down it just for test security. Okay, uh, I say 30%. I'm gonna have to have a drink. I'm gonna say 37%. What did you say? 30. 30, you said 37. 39. Dang, I am good at the numbers. I think, I think you all lost. I'm, That's what I think. But I got yeah, the closest. <laughs> but I got, but I got the <laughs> When we think about the holidays and Thanksgiving or whatever holidays you celebrate, think about the rules that might be in place or unique to your family. So for example, in my family, on Christmas morning, we always have canned fruit. Now we live in Southern California, as you know, where we have very fresh fruit all the time. And when my husband married into the family, he wondered why we had canned fruit. Hmm. And the answer is because we do. <laughs> and he suggested we have different fruit and everyone looked at him like, why would you ever consider having anything other than canned fruit? Not just canned fruit, we have canned pears and peaches. Those are the two fruits allowed. I have since expanded to mandarin oranges and it's had some controversy. <laughs> so that's the rule. Okay. So the question is, what are some unique things about your homes? I'm thinking one that's pretty probably generic is like, there's a spot at the table. Like there's a rule oh, yeah. for who sits where. Sure. X person sits at the head of the table or can't take grandma's spot. I'm always on one side of the table and my brother's always on the opposite. It's just, it's just always like that. That's and so what would happen if Taylor ran in there and sat in your brother's chair. Would everyone look at Taylor? Like, what would happen? I mean, why would she be invited to my holiday dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I love you. Um, no, uh, yeah, I mean... What would, I what think would they I, do? But, like, when I've brought, like, a partner to a table, I navigate them. Like, this is where you mm. sit, you know, at my house. And I think usually if I'm new to someone's holiday, Usually, I'm not usually, I now have a person, so I only go to one family. But, yeah, but right, <laughs> really in, way of explaining that. in my past, or in I the journey, go to the person, and like, where do we sit? So what rules are here already? Yeah, now there's new little people, like nieces and nephews, mm -hmm. and they try to like change up the rule. They tell you, I'm gonna yeah. sit in between you. Do I tell them, no, this is the way we sit, or yeah. let them adjust it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One I think of is uh, my friend's rule that she's trying to change, and that's when grandparents give grandkids gifts, there is an expectation that they have to give a physical affection mm. back. It's like, oh, well, kiss grandma or kiss grandpa. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, and my friend is saying, like, no, that's not a thing. You need to thank them, but you choose how you want to do mm -hmm. that. Kind of, I guess, a family rule that uh. is in place for a lot of families, but yeah wanting to be changed yeah there's like rules about how you show affection yeah or whether you some families kiss on the lips some don't kiss some mm -hmm. don't hug yeah i don't mm -hmm. know there's yeah i mean really different for sure culture plays a role of course yeah i asked a friend and her and her husband are in intercultural relationship they're you know different family cultures essentially their big thing is like the greetings and goodbyes mm -hmm. So in her family, it's very go to the elders, but you don't have to be all touchy. 
and when you leave you say thank you to the host mm -hmm. and you leave it's like this it's a it's more of a quiet interaction i think that's mm -hmm. the word i'd use respectful and polite but it's like you keep to yourself sort of sure where her husband's family is very affectionate and you have to i was funny she was explaining to me like sometimes you don't want to just be touching everyone when you leave you know but mm -hmm. they have to hug everyone tell them you know i love you you know and that's an interesting norm tradition rule mm -hmm. tradition rule sure you know like so i think navigating that will be interesting as they create their own family how do they tell their kids is it what to operate one way in one family <sighs> one way in another way I yeah no I mean. that's a tricky one because we had that with our kids where there were different rules about showing affection you know hugging versus kissing versus kissing on the lips and for me <laughs> that was you didn't do that yeah the kissing on the lips part not that you wouldn't in another culture and that was an interesting thing we had to talk all the way through it Usually you defend whatever you grew up with. Yes. Yeah. And say, we're the normal people. Right. Right. You're the weird family. Mm. Okay. It's funny how we use better and appropriate language with strangers, but when we're talking about our families, we're like, your family's weird. <laughs> and you can't call anyone else weird, but you call your own family weird or your you yeah. know, spouse's family. And you'd say, and then why are they weird? Because they're different. Mm. Really? So you're the center of the universe. Yeah, if everyone who doesn't do it how you do it is weird, yeah. that sounds a bit centric to me. Yeah. 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 I know. I think we have to admit we've done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. You know, one thing that strikes me that's so interesting is how these rules come into play. Like, where do they come from? It's not yeah. like you're a baby and then their parents post on the crib, like, here's the rules you're gonna have to go through, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, these are the, it's like at the pool where they post to the conduct that needs to happen, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So you don't have that posted. So how do you learn it, at least in the US? You learn it by when you break it. Mm -hmm. You learn it by, hey, grandma just came in, go kiss her. Yeah. Or you're not allowed to sit there, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Or you're not opening the gift before grandpa. Mm. Unfortunately, we teach it by negative example yeah. and say, you did that thing bad instead of being proactive. So of course, you know what that's going to lead to me saying we need to plan. Oh, no. <laughs> when we had our kids, when we had the differences with the displaying affection, we had to really talk through that and kind of say, okay, so if you make a child do something in terms of parenting, there's one thing, but then it's in terms of them as a human. Should I be in a position where I tell someone how to physically engage with another person physically, yeah. right? It's yeah. kind of an interesting puzzle. I think we forget that kids are humans. <laughs> <laughs> your own children if you're not a robot or a dog do what i say do what i say yeah oh. i mean because i remember one of our kids was uncomfortable with somebody at one point and said i don't know if i want to hug them mm. the question is do you say do you have to right and i don't think that's an easy space we ended up saying no you don't have to because if you don't feel like it's what you want to do you don't have to do it now how do you manage that in the bigger family experience yeah that's a tricky one so you have to kind of role play it or talk through, you know, we can talk through some strategies, but it's a, it's kind of a tricky little dance there. Yeah. That's kind of interesting because you guys have younger families, the extended family rules, and then there's yeah. what do you want to be your rules? Let's Our take polendos. Yeah. So you've got these two little boys. There's like polendo rules and then there's the, your family of origin rules and yeah. his family of origin rules. Yeah, we have some differences. I think for me personally, I think that you need to greet a human if they come into your home or if you go into their home. So I'm letting them choose how they do that, but like you have to acknowledge. So if I say like, oh, give them a hug and I see you resisting, then I'm like, can you give them a fist bump or a wave or just say hello, shake their hand, like whatever sure. it is. You start dating someone and you see some of the family rules and then you've been with them a long time or you marry them 
and you get a new dose of family rules and you have kids and you're <laughs> like exposed to all these family rules that I mean you may have been in the family like nearly a decade and then you're like yeah wow, where did these rules come from yeah well you didn't have little kids around so you didn't oh see that's them. good that's oh. a good point yeah and so we have the first grandchild both two grandchildren on both sides of the family Oh, so, so you're the pioneers. Pioneers. <laughs> oh, just my like God. Through the trenches. It's very Thanksgiving. It's very. <laughs> you're the discovery lots team. Of opportunities <laughs> to learn. A big difference is like having a newborn. One side of our family, they leave like a four to six foot barrier, and you don't go near the newborn, and you're not too loud, and uh-huh. unless you're invited to, like, oh, do you want to hold me? You know, you don't ask. And that was just normal for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what does the weird family do? So then the weird <laughs> They, oh, they're just, everyone crowds the baby, camera, boom, 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 mm. in the face, very loud. I was sitting there kind of like, I'm overwhelmed. What is this new little person yeah. who's barely been on this earth feeling? Mm. Didn't seem to have a problem with it, but I was like, well, this is different. <laughs> yeah. Even to the point where I put, like, strapped him, that was someone's suggestion. Why don't you strap the baby to yourself? No one, you know, will come up to this little space of yours. That's not true. They'll move the carrier and then kiss them right here. I'm like, oh, that's very close. <laughs> it's a very intimate very reaction. They're right there. Um, and obviously, no harm, no foul. Nothing happened. But yeah. I was just surprised. Yeah. I'm like wiping that red lipstick off. Off the baby's <laughs> oh, head. Off the baby's head. <laughs> that was weird to me. Yeah. That yeah. was not expected. Yeah. And so that's probably the hardest way to manage interaction rules, I'd say, or family rules, is when they're broken in the moment. Yes. Because in the moment seems like maybe the worst time to manage it. Yeah. Well, and if you're like me, you just freeze or you don't say anything. Like, you, I don't know. Some people maybe can't. I can't do that. I think she's trying to bring us back to planning. I'm always trying to bring us back to planning. So like in the moment, meaning don't, don't do react that. to problems when you're in the place. But if you know your family operates a certain way, how to get prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting question. One of the things that is an interaction rule in my family, we have a very large holiday gathering that's not for any one holiday. It's like the big family party and it kind of covers every holiday. When we celebrate that holiday, it's usually like 75 to 100 people, the whole extended family, not very many guests. You're expected to know all the names of everybody. The other thing is you're expected to personally greet everyone when you arrive. My kids are adult children. They'll say this is exhausting to arrive and have to greet 100 people. It takes like an hour, you know, or longer, a long time. And they want to get to the buffet and to the (laughs) cocktails and all that good stuff. So we know as a family, if we arrive earlier, there's fewer people to greet, and then the people oh. who come have to greet us. Sometimes planning it's is strategy, good for you. Right? So we, as a family, actually arrive right on time or even a little early so that we reduce our workload by half. Very mischievous, but I like I'm, it. Well, if you can't change the rule, then figure out how to go around it, right? Or, no. And then they have to find me, and if they didn't find me, that's on them. Okay, I kind of like that. Probably not a great strategy, but I guess it points to planning. So yeah. that's positive, right? Well, I'm thinking of um, another rule in my family, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like an observation. Mine and also some I've seen in other families as well. The rule of how to open a gift, oh, right? Yeah. And so I would say this is sort of like fast versus slow. In our family, it was very like methodical. I'm Someone, tired already. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone gets past a gift, Everyone watches the one person yeah. and be thankful for yeah. that. That person oh, that opened gets to pick the next gift for the next person and then it kind of popcorns. Yeah. But the p- principle for me that's normal or that's the rule, the way it should be, is that 
it's a slow, meaningful process <laughs> and that you're, everyone is interested in the one person and then everyone else oh, gets gosh. a turn for that. Where the reverse, that's the slow, that's the tire yeah. that you're feeling, yeah. which, but I kind of, I like it. I, I, it's good for a while. I'm, with 75 tired, people, that's a lot. Oh, we don't do gift opening. Oh, okay. No. It's just, it sounds like it takes hours. Does it take hours? It's, I mean, it's Christmas morning. Yeah. So you're like, people get up and eat and whatever and you eat and hang out. But there's not that many of us. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, in my core family, there's like five or six. Yeah. But now that there's nieces and nephews, I mean, most of the focus is with the kids anyway. But yeah. So anyway, the reverse of that, which is the different, <laughs> is I've seen in some families, hurry up, rush, everybody rip everything yeah. open. And it's like this, it, for me, it gave me like anxiety watching it. Oh my God. Like it's this greedy chaos of yeah. like just a bunch of shit. That for me, seems like when I think about it, feels like a rule to me that seems like almost wrong. It's not your family. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I don't know how to change that. I yeah. don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know. I mean, and it'll be interesting, you know, when I want to start my own family, like what rules or traditions will take on and pick what and where yeah. and why you yeah know? yeah yeah but it's interesting to watch different nieces and nephews families and how they choose that so i feel like one of the first steps to managing interaction rules is just talking about what exists if you have someone coming over for the first time okay. or coming over as married for the first time or whatever transition they're in in terms of roles like you have your first child or something like that and i think your partner could be blindsided to that if you didn't know like yeah. hey there's this fruitcake thing and you have to have a bite of it because it's Aunt Linda's fruitcake. That's just yeah. what you do. It's just no, I mean, yeah. some of that exists though. Yeah, really. It's good to have a heads up on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that being helpful if you're the new person going in, you need the communication beforehand. Right. And then of course, what always happens is that new person says, why do you do that? And you say, because that's the right way. <laughs> so how, how are we gonna, be better at this. Yes. <laughs> the golden question, I, right? I feel like this is a very, like, I'm realizing in myself, it's a very judgy mm -hmm. <laughs> thing, well, but I don't know how to resist it. What I hear you saying is a need for boundaries or what works for you. And I mean, maybe opening gifts isn't that big of a deal, but maybe for something that matters a mm -hmm. bit more, you need a boundary in place and you get to pick for yourself what you want mm -hmm. and for your family. For me, a big one is what my kids eat. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm still trying to learn how to communicate that boundary. Um, <laughs> the very first Thanksgiving I had, he wasn't even a year old, and all of a sudden someone was feeding him sugar, like straight, straight sugar. I was like, "Well, how did that happen? Where? Yeah, do we? It's from a person who like knows my family very well and knows that I don't feed my kids sugar. So I was like, yeah. what? what just happened here? Right. So that did not work for me. But with boundaries, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, you shouldn't maybe be doing it in the moment. In oh, the yeah. violation of it because like yeah, when that happened yeah. I just kind of flew off at my siblings <laughs> what are you doing we don't yeah. do that like all right. it's like the fly apart um, on the yeah like, yeah but back to our boundaries series it was create state maintain so I needed yeah. to state my boundary beforehand yeah what works for me I feel like this works for me this doesn't work for me create it state it and then maintain it Something yeah, it's sort of like, like the old model we talked about with the posting on the crib, right? It's yeah. like your siblings don't know what your rules are, so if right. you don't state them, right, they're they're just gonna violate them and you're gonna yell. I mean, that's the old system, right? Yeah. And I think even backing it up further to say, don't forget the create part of the boundary, which is having that conversation about whether it matters enough to have it be a boundary. Yeah. 
and what do we want for our family or for my child or our child, whatever. Which right? you really have to know yourself or have that yeah. conversation, what do we want? And take that time to kind of do that preparation. And we always found with our little kids at, at a lot of these big parties, we had to decide what we wanted to manage. Because hmm. like, if you police like a lot of things, of you're going to be policing a lot of things during the party. Hmm. And if you don't communicate those things, then there's more things out of control at a big party. So then you have the two-year-old drinking an orange soda in the corner and it's their fifth one. Yeah. Oh Not goodness. that that's a real story, but it might be. <laughs> so for someone that doesn't have kids, I'm thinking yeah. of anting or adulting on a holiday. Right. Going into either in-laws or my own family. In a recent episode we did with Jason Harper, he talks about... What was the title of that episode? Oh, <laughs> how, like, conflict. how to manage... How to resolve conflict. How to resolve conflict. Or manage conflict, yeah. In that episode, he talks about figure out unmet needs. So mm -hmm. looking for those. And mm -hmm. so knowing that in a lot of these traditions or rules, sure. it seems like there's like these things that people need or think that they need. Mm -hmm. And I like that that episode really helped me know what are unmet needs people have. Like he made mm -hmm. something like, like belonging, like association, yeah. that you have a part, that you have a voice in something. Sometimes people just want to have a voice in the family sure. you know and if it's i think that's helpful to the boundaries i yeah trying to learn how to ask those questions create more space for empathy like you talked about mm -hmm. and then helps you get to know the room a little better i guess or why someone needs that rule and if yeah. that can be okay you know yours is health for your kids or even if you listen for the unmet need and the person needed acknowledgement they need to be thanked or they needed to be held in some kind of esteem hmm. if you heard that was being unmet then it wasn't really ever about eating the fruitcake it's that yeah. is th is that that aunt needed to be seen as someone who did something for the family, mm -hmm. and then the rule maybe goes away in some level if we can meet the need. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So learning that that person wants to feel like they have a part in the family, mm -hmm. aunt so and so, uncle so and so, cousin, whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it just creating more empathy for someone? I mean, is mm -hmm. that what that is? Or go so going into so. a holiday like going, I'm gonna try to see the room a little differently this time. Instead of just, this is the way it's supposed to be, because that's the way it's supposed to be, like, ask why. Well, I like that, because if I look at the room in my holiday gathering, I look at the room and I say, okay, so I'm looking at the room and I see it that way, I have way more compassion than these people are trying to control me and tell me what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. If I say, no, they're looking for connection, they're looking to be acknowledged, they're looking for a way to have equal treatment happen in the family or whatever the, the need is. If I see it not met, then I can address that versus just seeing it as, wow, everybody's weird and they're all trying to tell me what to do. Which that would come back to asking more questions, perception mm -hmm. checking like we've talked about before, yeah. because really if we kind of assume something or know the judgment, maybe that recipe of the fruitcake from crazy aunt, whoever, mm -hmm. is really passed down generations and it's a way of her honoring her parent. Like if we don't right. ask more questions yeah. and get down to their why, whether yeah. we think it's weird or not, it's kind of important to not assume and know, like place a judgment on something. You'd have to yeah, that's do really more good. digging. And that's if it's really just good. service, can we just move it on? Can we just, if we figure out that they're, I don't want to use the word weird, but. <laughs> We're using that word a lot. There's a rule for no reason and we figure that out, just keep moving. And just maybe, yeah, like exactly. maybe it's just a preference and we can just honor someone's preference. Yeah. yeah that's that's a house rules though, right? Yeah. Like yeah. whose house are you in? 
Yeah. And, I mean, if you're hosting, do you have to honor that rule? I don't know. Yeah, and that's kind of, an, yeah, kind of an interesting <laughs> thing to think about how those rules play out. One thing that I would bring up is the concept of fractionation. It's where you resize the conflict. One thing that happens in conflict is that people, instead of keeping the conflict small, they make it big. Let's say we're at the dinner table with your little kids and somebody says you have to finish everything on your plate, mm. right? That's the, that's the rule. <laughs> we are the clean plate club and you don't get to leave things on your plate when we're done. So let's say somebody's decided to put that rule down. You and I, when we're in that moment, can choose to make that conflict bigger by saying you're so controlling all the time or you always tell me what to do or you're always making such a big deal ordering my family around, or you don't respect me. These are huge things to be yeah. saying. And genuine yeah. feelings maybe that you're having. Well, right, but they're but big. Yeah, that doesn't mean that's what's happening. Right, so what I would say is you actually wanna do the opposite in this case. Okay. So what you wanna do is you wanna do fractionation, which is where you take it and make it smaller and say, okay, so let's just manage what's happening over the meal thing. Let's not actually decide that it means everything about our relationship is wrong or everything's changed about how we're interacting. I don't need to make it our whole relationship at stake. And I would say in the holidays, fractionation is a really interesting concept to say, let's make that, let's re we call it resizing the conflict. Let's take the conflict that could get very big and keep it right to the dinner table and say, you know what? We've made the choice. The kids aren't going to finish their plates. We understand you have this rule. We're not able to keep it today. Okay, so that's interesting because it's like holidays, everything has meaning, right? Like Maybe. Everything has meaning. And so it's like, it sounds like what you're saying is not everything has to be this huge thing. Shut right. it down. Shut it down because people, they drink, they stay <laughs> up too late, they do lots of things that make them tired. They spend too much time together. They, you could get into all kinds of trouble, right? So to speak. Um, yeah. And start saying what you think. Oh no. Oh gosh. <laughs> None of us say what we think. Yelling how you feel? I mean, in that yeah. moment, like, we've seen disasters happen, right? Yeah. And so the question is, is that really everyone's fault? Maybe is you have more control over how big this gets than you think. And if you can fractionate down to a smaller and say, I'm not going to handle everything wrong in our relationship in this moment. Mm. All of the bad uh, parenting foods, you've done yeah. or grandparenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just talk about the plate and the food and we're going to just do that. That's a good lesson. And I think that's a, a tool that I would say, you know, we're talking about survival kits and we're talking about how to manage the holidays right in the series. Yeah. And I would say, put that one in your backpack <laughs> and decide how big you want to make that battle. And if you have the chance to resize it, maybe choose to resize it smaller. Yeah. So I, I think that I'll, I'll take that with me in terms of like other people are going to do other things in the family mm -hmm. or whatever around me. And my job is to control how I respond to the sure. event. Right, but the planning is knowing that that's going to happen, yeah. and planning my tools, my survival mm -hmm. kit for whatever random thing is going to happen that I have no control over. It's that moment I have control over, I guess, how I respond to it. Yeah, and the yeah. other thing, remember that fractionation goes the other way. Let's say somebody you're doing a one thing, and somebody goes, you know, you're always this way. Mm. You can say, oh no, we're just actually talking about gift opening. Oh, that's all. Bringing them back. We can resize it too. We don't. It's not just the conflict where you have a problem with it. If they have a problem with you, you don't need to allow them to make it into something that burns the house down, so to speak, emotionally. We can just say, no, actually, it's just about leaving at 5 p.m. You know, it's not our whole relationship. Yeah. Can I make a little comment on that? As an aunt, I don't have, again, I know yeah. I'm learning from you guys as 
I want to have kids, but I don't yet. So as an aunt, I think about how my speech to the adults around me with children is really important. For sure. Because it's affecting the next group, right? Mm-hmm. So like, how am I talking to their that parent in a way that mm-hmm. is helping? Not you know, even if there is an issue or whatever, but that's helpful. Right. Is this the time and place to do it? You know. Right. Yeah. Teach them to resize. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot because I feel like maybe we don't need to address the last several decades of all the issues we've had <laughs> in this one moment. And maybe that's why there's yeah. so many blow-ups around the holidays. Yeah. And maybe we can take some planning. We can plan when to have that appropriate conversation of mm-hmm. when I want to set a new boundary with you or let's talk about all these things in our past. Maybe the holidays are not necessarily mm-hmm. the time for that. Mm-hmm. And just put a pause I on like that. that. And yeah. plan it. Plan it another time. Yeah. All right. To planning. To planning. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.